There you are. Here we are. My name is Andrew. This is my good friend, Stephen, and this is Canned Conversation. Hello. How are things? Things are fabulous. Are they really? <laughs> I'm loving life. All right, good. Uh, if you're not loving it, maybe you're hating it, but I hope you aren't. Um, hopefully you can find someone, something, someone and something oh. to love. Wow. That's deep. It is deep. You're I want to start s- off deep. Yes. Let's get deep into it. Let's explore the meaning of life and love. This is not that kind of this, show. Oh, got it. Not what do we do? Kind. We just drink. We just drink and talk. And man. talk? Yeah. All right. Yes. We're not going to explore our feelings? No. Well, I occasionally I do, but I guess we can. Let's start with beer. Are first. we going to? Tr- let's say we try to make each other cry. Okay, on this episode, on this episode? <laughs> yes. right here, right here, Perfect. we go. Okay, we're each going to this gonna is the just, episode where we try to cry. We're going to break down, yep, and we're going to let it all hang out in terms of emotion on this episode. Or yeah. I feel like that's not quite exactly what the goal of this <laughs> show was, but all right, let's let's try. Well, we could mix it up a little. I mean, yeah. we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves into those two dudes who super drink deep a beer conversations. Yeah, that's fair. And okay. rate it, and then talk about nonsensical stuff. Yeah, or we could do that because that's fun. That makes that makes me laugh. Let's do that. <laughs> but if I do make you cry, I get bonus points. I'm gonna I cry every episode. <laughs> People just don't see it. That's right. That's the beauty of an all. Uh, voice uh, media, right? Yes. All right. Thank goodness we're not on camera because uh, that would be we're embarrassing. Idiots. Yep. So we have voices. What do we have to drink for radio? All right. Yeah. Uh, so I brought a um, canned cocktail. Uh, I don't believe this is a beer. It's not a canned contact cocktail. It's an uncanny cocktail. <laughs> That's it says right. clearly on the label. So on the label, it says uncanny cocktails. It has a picture of two suave looking dogs in tuxedos. I like dogs. Underneath that, it says spot on. So I believe this is called spot on. Sophisticated Greyhound. I believe that is the name of the cocktail, which I am not familiar with. Uh, nor did I take time to look it up and <laughs> see what. See We've done it, a lot of research for this show, so. right? I mean, I do so much prep work. Um, I, I really probably should have googled this and uh, seen if Sophisticated Greyhound is like one of those old timey type drinks, like Tom Collins, or it does have a, 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 a two dogs with monocles and martini glasses, which is uh, yeah, oh, fairly is sophisticated. sophisticated. Yeah, sophisticated. Five point eight. Uh, percent alcohol i am getting too old to read these labels that have these these like off color like gray on whatever anyway labels but um yeah it's a spirited distilled from grain and natural flavors whatever that is yeah uh, i'm excited so, about it. i didn't even tell you what kind of alcohol it is right <laughs> it's just great it has zero information on the can i don't know if it's carbonated or if it's non-carbonated i don't i, I, I it don't fizzes, know so it's carbonated I mainly got this because, um, one, I do like trying new cocktails, you know, that are different stuff that I haven't maybe necessarily tried before. Um, and, you know, we typically will throw in beers, but I also like to throw in the cocktails. So it's a little. I thought you were going to talk to me a little bit about the fact that you, there's a dog on the can and you guys just got a dog, but apparently that's not on the agenda for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my family did get a dog. Oh my! Yes, a brand new puppy. A puppy of all things. So it's a new baby, which uh, I have not had in a while, and uh, it has been quite interesting. And uh, it's cute. Thank uh, you. He's super. I didn't she, pick it. I did not pick it out. She is super cute. <laughs> I will never have a puppy in my house, but she is super cute. <laughs> right. For all the reasons that people can imagine when you say it's a baby. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, super cute. Very lovable. Um, it's a very lovable thing that is needing to be potty trained and um, all of that. So, wow. That one, that one will jump in and get you. We'll talk about that later, but about how it tastes. Wow. All right. Right into it. Well, it's sophisticate. And so I'm going to conversate about how uh, some sophisticate stuff. Yeah. Which, you- <laughs> 
I said uh, I said that just for you, Mom. I know you're one of our biggest fans, and uh, I'm very sorry that I did that because I know uh, she brings it up to me whenever um, we're kind of talking about the podcast. Uh, she's like, um, I don't like the word conversate, even though it's in the dictionary. So I've used it in a couple of uh, like of our descriptions and stuff like that, but. Um, you know, I had to just throw that out there because I know she's listening and she's probably shaking her head right now. Wanting, Good. Wanting I think call in. And- the, the more times we can make her shake her head, the better I feel. <laughs> so yeah, I'm all, I'm all about that. So, and I know, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, what happened, uh, this past weekend, um, where I had our annual pig roast. Love it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, this year uh, is it was back on, so unfortunately, like everything else in COVID 2020, it was put on hold, shelved, quarantined, masked, and uh, and otherwise um, undone. But uh, this year, we're trying to trying to return to a little bit of normalcy. Uh, we did have our fifth annual pig roast, I believe. Uh, is it really only five? It, it does feel like more, but uh, going back and trying to kind of track. Um, the years, I believe that this is our fifth uh, with huh. the skipped year. So uh, we were trying to, like I said, be a little bit more normal, do it responsibly. So unfortunately, we did have to scale back the roster uh, given the current. It was, it was smaller it was, this year. It was smaller. Um, so unfortunately, if you were one of those that uh, have attended in the first four and um, maybe didn't get the invite, I, I, I apologize in advance. Hopefully next year uh, – Looking for normalcy in 2021. <laughs> That's right. Or 2022. 2022. Whatever uh, year it is. I yes. Uh, maybe you'll, uh, hopefully, if it's back to normal um, and you didn't uh, didn't attend this year, hopefully uh, you'll get to attend next year. So um, for those of you that are not aware of, uh, of a pig roasting um, tr- tradition, uh, you may be thinking in terms of like, oh, we dug this hole in our backyard. That didn't happen. And put a pig on a spit. That didn't happen. Over a fire and then slowly turned it for none like eight of, hours. Yep, none of that happened. None of that happened. You have a cool, much cooler and less yard intrusive method for roasting it. But you did roast an entire pig, right? Which you've yes. done for five years, which yes. is beautiful. But a whole entire pig you got from a butcher. Head, eyeballs, ears, tail, everything's on it. Everything. Other than the innards, which they do take off. Right. And, it's the, a, and it's the fur. A, yeah. It's it's a it's a field dressed field dressed pig. Yes. So um we uh take the pig and we put it we do this Cuban style. So if you're not familiar with that, you can also do a, a Google search and uh, learn a little bit about what a Cuban style is. But basically, you put it inside a box, and this box is specially made for cooking uh, large animals. Uh, you can put uh, multiple turkeys in this thing. Uh, you can. Have you done anything other than a pig in this? I have not. Okay. But I've seen videos where people on for Thanksgiving will do. Like I said, a turkeys, um, especially for big family events. Uh, but the general idea is that this box, which um, has a, a a top on it that's like a, a steel or metal pan, is once you put in the box what you're going to cook, you put the pan on top, you put charcoal on top of the pan, and when you light it and let the charcoal burn on top, it's radiant heat from the top that's cooking What's on the inside of the box? It works amazingly well. For not, I don't understand the the physics and stuff behind it, but it works really well. It yes. looks ridiculous, right? <laughs> like you've got a box on your yard in your yard that's you know three and a half feet by two feet yeah. wide, and it's one it's, side has wheels so you can uh, yeah, move you it around, dolly it around to wherever yeah. you want to. But it's it's got a giant pig inside, and all the fire is on top going up. And you're like, oh, heat rises. It should everything go up. The, <laughs> right. the pig is cooked. It's oh, great. It's an amazingly it's, efficient way of cooking. It's it's really cool. It heats up that inside of that box to uh, an obscene temperature, uh, and you and I use uh, temperature probes in the inside. You know, like inside the ham of the pig or the shoulder. I usually put two uh, to gauge where it's at, and it takes about four hours. Should which is ridiculously quick to cook an entire pig <laughs> right. when the coals are above it instead of below it. Yes. Just saying. And the part of the, having a pig roast is the show of cooking the pig. I agree. And so I try to time it out where about 
two o'clock. I have the pig in the box. I light up the coals. That is go time. So between five and six is usually when I'll pull the pig out. And that most of the people have arrived. They kind of encircle the box. Um, and they're all have their cameras out because, you know, it's a not everybody goes to pig roast. So they're, you know, want to take a, pictures of this entire pig inside this box. And then we pull it out. And as we're walking it into the kitchen to um, uh, to chop it up. Uh, but uh, what's funny is this year, um, a lot of the people, which we didn't have that very many. So apparently what we invited the people that tend to show up late, which is Fine, because the pig roast does go into the evening hours and usually... Because there's other events. There's other events going yep. on and people are drinking beers and uh, having a good time. So uh, <laughs> this pig was cooking really fast. Like uh, all of a sudden it was hitting temperature and it was like 430 or a little you bit freaking out? I was, I was a little you're bit. you're kind of a, the freak out kind of guy when the stuff's not on schedule. I'm trying to put it on schedule, but I'm because it, it it's an event, right? Like, so there are people that are coming to see this pig. And right. if it comes off. It's like the Bellagio Fountains, but in yes. a smaller scale. Exactly. Yep. And, and not even a smaller scale. It's, it's, it's better the same than- scale as Bellagio <laughs> Fountains. Yeah, I'm. I'm 100% We have to put you. up uh, barriers kind yeah. of around. And people get in too close, and you're like, you got to back up. You got to get out of the fountain. It's a hot box. Yeah, you're going to burn yourself. You're in the spray zone. Get out of the way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a gore concert. It is definitely like a gore concert. <laughs> Good reference. So uh, we, uh, I, I, I had to go into about a, a bit of an emergency gear there and um, take off the lid and kind of pop it to the side to let it vent out, let the temperature come down a little bit so I could try to... There was like eight people uh, there, and uh, I'm like, oh, gosh, this pig is going to be done. People are going to show up, and the pig is already going to be completely we'll cut up. We'll never see the whole pig. <laughs> right. They're going to be like, did you buy that this year? <laughs> like, you just put the box in the in the lawn just to say that you did it. Just for the record, um, like my one of my favorite parts of pig roast is what kids – when kids see the whole pig. like, And so for this year – we took the pig out and I don't want to jump ahead in your story, but no, like good. when, when you go, it's an event, it's, you pull this pig, which is strapped to like this, this weird mesh stuff. Like you can flip it over, but whatever. Um, it's, so you pull this pig out of the box and you take it into the kitchen and like, it takes up, you know, a quarter of your Island or something. Like it's a, it's a big pig. Like it's, it's, <laughs> right. not, it's not, you know, it's not 400 pound pig, but it's a, it's a big pig. Um, and all the kids are like, Oh my God, that was, you could see that it was alive at one point. <laughs> right. Like they, like when you get deli ham, you don't right. realize that came off a live animal, but when you see a full pig stretched out with arms going all out to the side and, the, and this little girl, I don't even know whose kid it was goes, Oh my God, does that thing still have eyeballs? And you <laughs> so calmly and, and, and nicely looked at her and go, no, they melt off real early. Like the <laughs> eyeballs melt early. And I'm like, oh my God, this is seriously what you just told this little girl. It's, her face was like, I have never seen anything as gross in my life. And she's like, I, I'm out. I'm, I'm done. She's like, oh my God, it's a whole pig. And the eyeballs melt off. I'm out. So yep. anyway, but that's, that's the experience you're looking yes. for is you're like, I'm going to pull this whole animal out of here and people are going to go, oh my God, the Ooh, whole, either, uh, either the joy of like right. people who get it or the, the horror of children who are like, <laughs> oh my God, that was a live animal a minute. He put that thing in there probably alive and now it's comes right. out, looks like this and its eyes have melted off, which is poor kids confirmed for them. It's a thing of their nightmares. It is. It's, it's a horror show when it comes out <laughs> because there's just juice falling off and their little limbs are all out to the side and their eyeballs melted out. Yeah. It's good times. And we're like, now you're going to eat it. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. We're going to shred this thing and you're going to put it on a sandwich. Yes. Uh, so excellent, uh, visual depiction of the show that is the pig. So, yeah. Yes, I was in a bit of a... a that's the show you were looking for. I, that's what I was looking for and what I was uh, suddenly faced with. Oh, my gosh, not a lot of people are here, and I got to slow this thing down. So I was able to actually slow it down. It, it came off well. Uh, it came out. It wasn't overdone. It was least. a great pig. Oh, good. Thank you. It was delish. Um, and that was, it was something to be said. So I was, I was very happy that um, it turned out well. After we got it carved up, everybody started eating it. Good, good, good. Um, so like you said, we have other event stuff going on. 
Uh, it was a good time. We have a, a bags tournament or corn, cornhole tournament, depending on where in the country you're at and what you call it. Uh, so special thanks to uh, Davis for uh, running the... Uh, Davis is a fa- fabulous job creating brackets. He's like a he bracket does. master. He is. He's a bracket guru. He takes it seriously, too. I love that about him. He does so well, and he... Uh, he very nicely with uh, straight lines and uses all of uh, the utensils there to. Uh, yeah, it's not sloppy. Clipboard that I provide. It's 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 yes. informed. It's it's clean and neat. It's organized. He's like, I want this thing to run like an actual like NCAA March Madness tournament, and it which does is great. It, it's perfect. It does. We keep Love on it. pace. Uh, it's He's double elimination, star. so we got we got teams coming and going. Was a, a big success again this year. So thanks, Davis, for running that. Uh, also, I, ha- I must mention that uh, you did not only run the games, but uh, you and your wife uh, took first place. Which is why he's a cheater <laughs> and it's rigged. <laughs> it's not the first time that they've taken first. Um, in the, the five years, it's been at least two. Because uh, I do remember, I believe, my wife and I came in first one year. Um, I know uh, my wife's cousin came in first one year with her husband. So maybe three. Uh, depending on the third one, but I think they've won a number of times. So. Just for the record, I had to, we've we've been doing some remodeling in our house. I had to move a bunch of crap from every everything from one room to another room, and I had to, I came across my pig. I got third one year. Jennifer and I crushed it. <laughs> nice. Just for the record, we got third one year. That's as close. And we played a good round of bags this year. We we got beat by the by obviously. Um, I think we got beat by the people who won. Okay. Oh, maybe we got. No, I think we got beat by the people who got second. Oh, that's sad. But so technically, I think we, we beat you. I remember playing you guys. It's double elimination for once. That's so we true. Got but beat we beat by you two once, people. right? Because you were giving me trouble about where I was putting my drink and the oh, drink holder. Yeah, we did play. God, it's been, it was a long day that day. Yeah, but yeah. Jen, my, we yeah, beat you. Yeah, Jen played great. Not um, sad. My wife played a, an amazing <laughs> round of bags that day, and she, um, she crushed it. And um, I played average, and that. Led us to get beat by people who could have almost competed for the first place. Yeah, so, pretty happy. So, uh, and that was Deb, who is uh, Davis's lovely wife. So, have to do a shout out to her. So, thank you for that. Um, so, towards the end of the evening, uh, the audience usually dies down a little bit. People with little bitty kids go home because they got to put the kids to bed. Um, and that's usually when once the sun goes down, we kind of sit around on the out uh, on the on the patio and um, just have fantastic conversation yep. uh it's a big circle of people and all enjoying uh company in the it was pretty cold this year but it was uh, cold it's that just beginning of fall cold Love fall. so i had a really good conversation and kind of sparked something that i wanted to kind of get some of uh, your uh, thoughts on um so i was sitting next to uh the wife of our previous guest so keith who has been on the show before, his wife, Shannon. Um, so shout out to Shannon, uh, was sitting next to me. She's a teacher. So God bless teachers. I just want to say that right Absolutely. off the bat. If you're a teacher. Shannon's um, a rock star because she's a math teacher, yes. right? which is doubly ridiculously awesome. Yes. So while we're at it, we have other listeners that are teachers. I know your sister. My sister's a principal. I've been a teacher forever. My in-laws. Your I have in-laws. Brother-in-law, all, right? Like, yeah. Brother-in-law's Steve. a teacher. Mother... In law is a, was a teacher, aunt in law was a principal. Like we have, like she wants us to review Pepsi. By the way, in case you ever want to know, she <laughs> she is an avid listener and was like, "Can you guys review a canned beverage called Pepsi?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I don't think that's gonna fly on this show." But thanks, Linda. Are they making Favorite any that have Linda. alcohol in them? I, I I was gonna look for like a Pepsi and and bourbon or something, but I yeah. I didn't look for I don't that. Know Sorry, if they do that. But I mean, we could make our own. Pepsi's great, and I'm gonna rate it a three. That's for you. <laughs> but yeah. who was that? That's my favorite, Aunt Linda. Oh, Linda, thank you, Linda. We love you. Thanks for listening. Um, we, <laughs> I like Pepsi. I'm a big Pepsi fan. I like it better than Coke. Uh, so there yep. you go. So keep, keep listening and mowing those yeah. yard, mowing the. Uh, Mow uh, the in-laws' yard for us too. <laughs> yes. So those mo- those lawns don't mow themselves, right? That's right. So you were talking to teachers, well, but we Deb t- and Steve, I want to give them a shout out because I know they listen. Oh my gosh, like crazy! I got a lot of heck for not putting out more episodes right. more quickly. So yeah. So Deb, wherever you're at, if you're in the car, we love you. <laughs> we're sorry we took some time off. We're back. We're right. here for you. I hope you're enjoying your uh, your drive home from school. Yes. And thank you for all you do as teacher and principal, uh, principal now, teacher before. Yep. So again, shout out to teachers because I could never do that job. 
I don't know how most teachers kind of keep up with the outside uh, entities that is teaching, right? Because like Shannon said, she made a great point. She's like, you know, if it was just the kids, it's just you teaching. That's a phenomenal, um, fun thing to do. But like, it's all of the politics of schooling and the the district stuff and parents, right? Parents probably are uh, a big factor of whether you are having a good year or not. Um, So God love you. Brilliant. Keep doing what you're doing. I can never do it. Um, But it sparked this conversation. So I, you know, she's a math teacher and I said, I love math. I used to love that topic. And I said, a lot of kids that I'll talk to, like my, my kids or my friends or the friends of my kids, you know, I always ask them, Hey, what's your favorite subject? You know, and they'll, they'll give roundabout answers. I'm like, what's your least favorite subject? And almost all the time their answer is math. So I was going to ask you, What's your favorite? Su- what was your favorite subject in grade school, high school, in the education system? So in the education system, um, so my favorite topic was in college, and I didn't hit it until I hit college. Like I didn't f- have a great subject. I like I didn't have I didn't have great grades ever. Period. Even in college, but the classes that that resonated with me was sociology and psychology when I hit college. Those, sorry, economics 101, sociology and psychology. Understanding how a market works and understanding how people work was like light bulbs went off. I'm like, oh my God, this is, this makes a ton of sense. Like, I don't know why I didn't, like, I'm slow for, for one. For anybody wondering, I'm a, a slow person. <laughs> um, legitimately a slow learner. And I'm sure we'll probably get to that at some point tonight. But, um, but yeah, so sociology, psychology, um, and and economics one hundred and one. When somebody explained to me how how things work, supply demand, and the markets, and and how people think and why people act the way they do, I'm like, oh my god, this makes so much sense. Like my light light bulbs came on, and I'm like, holy crap, I can. <gasps> those were that was the turning point for me of where I like when I became somebody. When I was like, okay, I understand the world, like. When we talked, we've talked on a previous podcast about people in college that go, Oh, I understand things now. Right. That was my, Oh, I understand things now moment. And I should go preach about it and convert other people to my way of thinking. But yeah. So what, what was yours? Uh, I loved math. Um, like I said, uh, most forms of math because you, just had right answers, right? Like you could, there was a methodology Mm -hmm. to finding out the answer. I loved the the logic of it. I loved that I could come up with an answer and it's either right or wrong, but it wasn't so drawn out, right? Like I, we were talking about, well, you know, English, if you're in an English class in high school or even uh, middle school, grade school that, you know, you're having to write papers and paper writing as a kid is, not fun. Horrible. <laughs> right. You're, I mean, that's an investment of time where you would much rather be talking with your friends, <laughs> hanging out, playing games, where you're like, I have to write how many pages on a book that you pre-selected for me that may have been written a hundred years ago uh, or longer. I mean, now I think that they've since had books that are more um, recent. Like my kids will come home and they're like, oh, this is a book that we're reading. I'm like, oh, that's recent. In my day, like we were watching to kill catch a mockingbird, catch her in the rye. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like, seemed like they were very old, very good. Like but, as an adult, still, you understand just, the importance just of Just by going, hey, this was published in 1947 or whatever, you're <laughs> right. like, I'm out. I'm, <laughs> right. In high school, you're like, I, why would I want anything in, published in the 60s or 50s or 20s right. or whatever? And you're trying to read this, and it's written in the the, the, the language of the day, or yeah, especially like, if we had to read Shakespeare, right? Like oh. it's like, oh, we're going to read uh, Othello or Romeo and Juliet, and yeah, it's, it's all trash. in sonnet form. Yeah, and you're like, not oh, doing it. Why? That's it's so hard to read. I don't know what he's saying. Yeah. I, they're words. I see the words, but they don't together yeah. mean things. Yeah, I can say all the words in a line. <laughs> right. That doesn't make them a sentence. <laughs> right. So, I mean, English like was sort of down there, but you know, I enjoyed the teachers. They're usually the more passionate teachers, the more hippies, uh, like teachers that really want you to like get something out of life. Um, you know, dead poet society esque of, you know, uh, uh, my captain, your captain, um, which is fine. I loved history cause I like history. I'm a history person that nowadays I love the history channel and watching all that stuff. It kind of carried over. 
Um, so I liked history, but math was always my favorite other than trigonometry. That's, uh, once you got into cosines and tangents, I was out. I was like, ah, I don't feel like I'm going to use this too much. Um, but so I'm a nerd out for a second because it makes me laugh is that you and I have been friends for 25 years. Let's call it. I think it's been at least 25 years. Um, I think it's actually 26, but just for the record. Um, and if anybody wants to kind of know personality wise where we're at, um, you've got, you've got Andrew on one side. Who's like, I love math because it has a yes or no answer. I either got it right or I didn't. It's black or it's white, right? Like it's, it's, there's, there's logic there. It's cut and dry. And you've got Steven on the other side of the thing that goes, I, I really got into psychology and sociology, which is all of the gray, right. like understanding emotion and, and how people react to things versus anything regarding logic, right? Like that makes me laugh that we're anyway. So just a, that's a social experiment for you. No, and the yeah, psychology piece and of it true. coming out for me. Now I will say um, my, my favorite college classes were similar macro and microeconomics which you mentioned yep. as a finance class, but like uh, understanding supply and demand and how the world works for money. But I still feel like that's sort of math rooted, but right? I, like I, it is. And I feel like that's where you and I are very similar is that we go, I, I want to understand how things work yes. and I want to understand what drives things and, and economics for us, both, it sounds like both of us where you were like, Oh my God, this is kind of, the global, this is how everything runs. This yes. is why things work. Yes. This is how business works. And you're like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. This is me. what drives everything. Because yep. money is driving everything. Every decision. <laughs> agree. hundred percent. And so. why does it do that? You know, here it is. And, yep. and that to me was like, like you said, it was one of those things where it's like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is why everything is run I did, I and how it is. Yeah, I didn't understand how to apply anything in my life until I got to economics class, and I go, oh, this is what you mean by, this is why it's important to be able to communicate well, or this is, like everything came into focus for me it, with economics and psychology, those two. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I, not that I have a great grasp of the world, because I don't, let's be honest, <laughs> but I mean, you've heard my rants, but still, um, yeah, cool, so... Well, so my, my follow-up to that, which is um, something that I like to talk to my kids about because they always come home and they say uh, things like, um, when am I ever going to use this in life? You know, <laughs> that's like, I think that's a coined <laughs> phrase that has been coming out of kids' mouths yep. since, I don't know, uh, year five? Uh, you know, whenever school really got started, I bet you parents hundreds of years ago were uh, hearing their kids come home and go, when am I ever going to use how to make a fire? <laughs> you know? Right. Or, you know, uh, uh, throwing this um, uh, hammer at an animal. I don't know how long school has been around. So I <laughs> uh, should probably look that up. Uh, but yeah, zero research done on that. Great. <laughs> it's a greyhound on a can. Yeah, don't know right. what it means. This, yeah. um, so let me ask this. So in school, because, you know, you're getting hit with a lot of facts and figures and you're memorizing, you know, glossary terms. You know, yeah. remember back in the day when it was like, mm-hmm. we're going to have a glossary test and you're going to need to write down the definitions of these 20 uh, words. Do you think that it that when you're in school, that really what you're doing more of is learning about life, like in getting along with each other? social skills uh, with people around you, learning how to take direction from a teacher, which, you know, eventually you'll have a boss, learning how to follow a schedule or how to learn. Is that like, does that play more of a role or equal to lesser than, that's math terminology, uh, (laughs) than the actual facts and figures that you're learning? Do Do you learn more about lifing in school than you do about the, you know, where uh, where the pilgrims landed. So I think there... Plymouth Rock is the right answer, by the way. That's not where they landed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I think there's, there's not an equal enough um, value put on life skills than book skills. And so I do think there are fundamentals in math that you have to learn. I think um, like just fundamental math 
understanding, fundamental history understanding, fundamental English and writing understanding. I think you do have to learn all of those things. What I don't think they they teach as much or that we that kids don't get as much of is is applied knowledge. How do you how do you get real time experience um, writing for a marketing job or writing for a this or or uh, like I need real skills. Because when you, and I, I get college is kind of supposed to be for some of that too, but I still think the way that the world has evolved, and this may just be me, but the way the world has evolved is, is, is that four-year and, and master's degree programs, four-year college and master's degree programs will still be a thing for some, for some outlets, for some jobs, but doesn't necessarily need to be a thing for everything. And there are things that you could get into. Um, you, you know, you need a co- computer science degree to, to develop. No, you don't. You can learn all of that through through um, there multiple avenues that are online courses or YouTube's or whatever. So I really wish they'd a- apply more of those kind of real technology, real world skills in high school. Um, Mix them with some fundamentals. I need you to understand math because math is a big part of coding, and we do a lot of that. I mean, like in my world, there's a lot of of math that has to happen to make code work, obviously. Um, but I wish they would do more of the real world skills or or understanding how you're going to apply these things in the in in a job for coding or or marketing or in a business just in any business like how businesses work like. I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, it does. Um, I, you kind of went down. Uh, I went a rabbit hole, didn't I? Sorry, you went down a bit, but it makes sense. Um, I think where I was kind of going with it was um, talking about because, like, my wife and I were having a discussion the other day, and we were talking about you know kids that we see and whether you know you kind of unknowingly will go, you know, I think maybe that kid is going to succeed in life or like that kid has a drive to, you know, make it far. Um, this one over here doesn't seem like they might, um, you know, uh, make it far. Who knows what, whatever that means to you in terms of success or how well you do in life. And I kind of was thinking in terms of schooling and going just by nature of the beast being in with, you know, 20, 25 other kids being with a teacher that's giving you direction, you're on a schedule. Like, are you learning fundamental lifing skills in class beyond just what they're teaching you? Like, just being in that environment, and does that environment really kind of how you adapt to that environment um, kind of set you on a trajectory for later? Like, if you're able to stay on task, listen to direction, follow direction, agree, um, play well with others as they put on, right. The old school yeah. mentality of, of, you know, Oh, plays well with others, right? Like there's some behavioral aspects of, of school is kind of what you're getting. Right. At, right. If you, if you excel at just knowing how to go to school and get along and get along and not necessarily be like, Oh, well this kid gets all A's on their tests because they just regurgitate things that they memorized, but they have no idea how to talk to little Joey or little Susie. Uh, you know, they don't get along well, or, you know, they, they're constantly talking back to the teacher because, you know, they don't have any sense of, um, following direction from an authority figure, <laughs> you right. know, like does, which part is more important do you think, or plays more of it? Do you think that one is, we don't talk about it a lot. I think a lot of the, the schools, they focus on test scores or focus on, you know, here's where our kids at in math and science and which is great. Right. But, you know, is that school doing a good job setting up an environment of schooling that will teach you how to have a job, how to be successful in the the future based on your differing personality. Yeah. Cause some of that's just that, right. I I feel like I've got, my kids are different. Your kids are, 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 are vastly different. Right. Personality wise. Right. One of my kids, um, you know, struggled through school a little, and you know, how do you help them figure out how they're going to be successful in life versus the other one who's who does pretty well at her classes, um, and who has a whole different mentality, right? So, I think some of it is yes, teaching kids, 
that that whole aspect you talked about of of how to and it sounds horrible. That's why I'm I'm hesitating even saying <laughs> it. But how to assimilate? How to how to fit in? How to how to understand how to take direction and and but that's part right. of life, right? If, it is. How do you? It's a huge part. Yeah, it is. It sounds horrible when you go. You should fall in line. <laughs> I'm not saying you should fall right. in line. But how do you? How do you? How do you be successful in life and understand that you're going to have a job where you have a boss? It's going to have expectations, and how do you manage those expectations? Right. And you're going to have a job that, you know, you have to work really like overtime and, and crazy hours. And how do you manage that work life balance? And how do you, right. how do you, you know, distribute work better or whatever that is? Right. So yeah, I I don't think they do enough of that. If that's what you're asking, sorry, I got lost in my own answer about what your question was. That's all good. But um, I think and to me, I don't I don't necessarily think that's something that you teach as an agenda. But I think if you just set the right, hopefully, you know, schools, and it's probably different everywhere, but if you, you know, I think that's just something that comes along with schooling, being a, a, a participative parent that recognizes those things as important, right? Like I need you to get along with your peers. I need you to listen to your teacher. I need, you know, the teacher might not always be right in your eyes, but I'm not going to go take your teacher's side automatically because I think you should have passed a certain test. No, like I need to know like what steps you took to try to, as opposed to just knowing facts and figures. Like I don't want to sit down with necessarily my daughters and go, I here rattle off to me what these glossary terms are. I want it to be a bigger picture item of, yep. you know, are you getting along with, you know, the people in your class, hopefully. And if the people you aren't getting along with, that's fine. You're not going to get along with everybody in life, but you're not like overzealous about like making sure they know all that stuff. Maybe well, this is too big. Maybe no, just- <laughs> I think, I think we have enough. It's on a huge scale. <clears throat> So two things. I'm conquering the education system. One thing is I think we have enough people in the education system that we're going to get some feedback on this whole conversation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but um, two is you touched on something I think is super uber important, which is like, and, and my example is, is last night we had parent-teacher conferences. You and I both know we have um, adults as as kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have an 18-year-old now, and she's a senior in, in high school. And so she's like, why are you going... to parent teacher conferences i'm like just understand be feel blessed that you have both parents that want to be involved in your education system and shut up um i'm just kidding (laughs) so no i'm not i actually i think i said shut up um but so and we but what she doesn't get is we talked about with her teachers about how to prep her for making a good college decision and what she should be thinking about and and so it's it, it's it's how do you as a parent work with their teachers to say, like we talked to three of them and go, hey, I know you went to X and X college. You know, talk to her about the benefits of that college and what, what you thought from that. Help her, help guide her because me as a parent, I'm going to probably influence her in a, in a, a way that she's not necessarily super comfortable. I might go, oh, it's price. You, you want to go to, you want to go to Yale. Well, screw off. Yale is way out of our price range, right? Like that, that's not going to happen and you can't get in. And I don't want to be that guy who just like, you can't get into Yale. Squash your dreams. Right. So, but I, I want the people that she looks up to and admires and works with on a daily basis to help mold her view of where she goes in the world and yeah. what, what occupation she gets into. And they are super open to doing that, which is phenomenal. Cause I can go, I want her to be more, you know, thoughtful about this. And they're like, well, we can help because I know a person here and they're in the business world. And yeah. like, like yeah. I, yeah. they had a, a connection to like somebody at the post and they're like, Hey, we'll, we'll hook her up with this guy at the post who does this, this exact work and who went to that exact college and can give her all kinds of advice. And you and I both know how business works. Oh, yeah. It's less about what you know and more about who you know. Yep. Like, so those kind of conversations are super valuable as your child matures in through the, the, it's turning it from a, what did they learn? And are they turning in all their assignments to a, how do you mold them into a human being that's actual able to function in society? So Amen. If, if you're a, if you're a involved parent, you're having different conversations, hopefully to, to try to get your specific personality child to a different level of success through your education program. Okay. That's all I got on that. <laughs> Because I am certain that they're... And done. And I'm done. What do you think about uncanny cocktails? Speaking of math, we have one can plus one can, and how many stars plus how many stars, because I don't know that we're going to get to five. Yeah, we're not. Uh, We are not going to get to five. Um, Uh, It is... 
All right, so let's talk. This about is your the can. Uncanny uh, cocktail. Two. Um, with two greyhounds who are way sophisticated. Maybe maybe too sophisticated for me. Uh, it's not. It's not terrible, but it's not good. <clears throat> I know that's a bit nebulous. Um, on a scale of one to five stars, right. what would you give it? So that's how we how we uh, how we tell people what we think. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I'm trying to get it from nebulous to right. star rating. So um, <laughs> right, they're like, how do I know what nebulous means? Uh, well, so I'm gonna man, I feel like we're on a run of twos, but I'm gonna go with I think a two. Whatever this is, because I can't even put it in. I, can't I don't even, even know put what it into is. Words. It's horrible. <laughs> like it's not a beer. No. Um, it's not a cocktail. No. Nope. It, it does have uh, carbonation in there, and um, it tastes like it. It's trying to be sophisticated, maybe too sophisticated for me. It's so too I'm, sophisticated for us. That's that's what it is. <laughs> it's a one for me because I'm going to pour this crap. Out. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. I, I can finish it. I'm not. Um, but uh, it makes yeah, my mouth turn inside out. It's a weird bitter taste. It's it almost like a, a lemony bit. or limey taste. Yeah, I, I would say yeah. It's got a lemon finish, um, which makes you do the pucker uh, kind of thing. And it burns my lips. Yeah, it's not great. It's actually, I think it's limeish. I may okay, be wrong lime. on that. I'm, I I don't know for sure, but it's, citrus. It's as if you took those. If you go to the store and you can. Either buy real lemons or fake. You can buy that fake yellow lemon <laughs> right. squeezy thing. Yeah, and just, then you just took a big old blast of that mm-hmm. and then finished it with vodka. <laughs> yeah, I'm not exactly. even sure I can finish. Just it burns your lips. It's so lemony. Right. So you take that lemon juice and you just like cannonball it. Cannonball. Cannonball, cannonball coming. <laughs> cannonball coming. And then you just boop. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. That's yeah. A, so uh, I can drink. Uh, so it's like yeah. I would say it's really strong lemonade. Um, or limeade. Limeade's probably closer. So we'll, we'll go with that. All right. That is fun. So you gave it, yeah. gave it a two. I gave it a one because I'm probably going to set it aside and uh, hopefully wash that taste out of my mouth and never taste that again. Okay. Is that good? I feel like I dominated uh, the discussion here for a while. We got deep into the weeds on education. Uh, right. Talk to me about what you want to cry about. Um, I have an interesting topic that I thought, I think you're going to end up having to talk mostly about this as well. Um, so we, we, I have interesting conversation with family members and it came up of how, how are, how is your wife different than your mother? Um, and so, so (laughs) I know very different. So that. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of normal differences. I married differences. my wife. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I get the physical differences. Um, but the uh, the theory being is that um, if you you raise boys, which I did not and you did not, um, right? It, it ends up that you think you feel like boys end up finding someone um, very much like their mom. Okay, um, that's the old adage. Yep, and that girls would end up finding someone very much like their dad. Theoretically, right, and that's so what I've heard—that's a—that's a saying, that's right, an old so, timey saying. So in that in that adage, right? So right. you being a boy, you would technically theoretically find someone that's more like your mom, and I being a boy would find someone more like my mom. <laughs> um, so I'm interested in, to find out what you what you feel like you married that was different than your mom. <laughs> it has to be so it's the difference you're looking I'm for the looking difference. for the difference not the same and uh, i will tell you well, i was i was i was gravitating towards the same because nope i don't want the same i love my mom nope, and I, I love my wife i don't want the brownie point answer <laughs> i want the we've had a couple beers let's talk about why they're different oh uh, yeah well, it, yeah you got so <laughs> i'll even i'll even go so far as to say i will I will be. I will start if that helps you to give You're you gonna some time. You're going to tell me my wife and my I'm, mother's differences. I'm, I could, but I'm not going to. <laughs> That'd um, probably be better. Yeah, I feel like it came from you. Although both of your um, your your wife and your mother told me to not burn hot dogs, which was literally almost sent me over the edge at the uh, the pig roast this yes. year. They're like, Stephen's hey, one job at our pig roast is to be the hot dog maker. I'm the hot dog griller which is about a four minute job yes and i kept you on the easy thing i was told this year that i completely have botched that up apparently multiple years in a row to where (laughs) kids are repulsed by my hot dogs because they have a little bit of black burnt skin on them 
And so they came off rating it a one. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, everyone and their dog was like, "This hot dog's a one. This is a horrible hot dog." This. And, and then I've got people on the other side going, "Can you burn one of those for me? Because I like the crusty skin right, on the outside." Right. Everybody anyway. loves the hot dogs different. So uh, if you want, I will go first. If you'd like to go first, you may. Oh, please do. I uh, I want to hear what what, what so, the example is. So in my world, um, I'm split because I'm adopted, yes. which you know. I don't know if listeners know, but um, so I'm adopted. Um, but my wife and my um, my mom are are very different in that. Um, my wife is very protective and very cautious. Um, and my I don't remember growing up my my mom ever worrying about oh, you fell down and hurt your knee. Are you okay? Or like we hurt ourselves a lot. Like I went out with friends, I have a friend named Mike, and we like rode down hills with helmets on and, and on skateboards and stuff. And we'll like purposely wreck at the end. <laughs> right. And, you know, we were, we were hurt a lot and we would like, no one cared. Like we would leave and come back and we'd be banged up. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I feel like my my wife is very oh my god you skinned your knee oh my god you you hurt yourself or you have a hangnail let me fix it let me she's a very caring empathetic like I want to help you I want to fix your problems for you my mom was very kind of more hands offy I didn't have a lot of rules I didn't have a lot of you know that kind of stuff in my life which is weird from which was always weird for me um when I when my wife I'm like why do you you know okay I got hurt great put a bandaid on it move on or don't to move on. So I feel like they're very different. They both cared very much. They just did it. They do it very differently. Um, so that's my, my mom that, um, adopted me and my biological mom. Um, the odd thing is, is my biological mom is extremely creative. Um, and my wife is very creative in her own right. She's a very good singer. She's a, she's very artistic. Um, she didn't express it as much as she should, but my, so I think, Actually, my my wife and my biological mom are probably more similar in the creative aspect um, that way. But anyway, so yeah, they, I've got two, the two mom scenario. But yeah, still. Uh, so I mean, I know you're looking for differences and I will get there. Nope, but nope, I, I, do not cheat. I have to say uh-uh. that they have a lot in common uh, in that they are. Don't take the easy road on me. I'm not. I will get to the differences, but I mean, I feel like I have to preface it by saying they do have a lot in common because they're both very independent women um, that, you know, will go out and do their you know, their thing. They, they will make a, make their way in the world. Um, my mom was very, uh, very good at her job. Um, my wife is very independent, does her thing with her job and, and crushes it there. So they were, bo- they're both very good in that or very, very similar in that respect. Um, they're very, very, both very loving, caring family first, you know, gonna take care of our own. And, um, and that, respect are very similar as well. I think the difference comes in with all the ways that my mom and I are alike that um, my wife go uh, gets uh, annoyed by. So those are the key differences being my mom and I super organized, hate trash, hate knickknacks, hate things being left out, hate like, uh, you know, if it has... If there is a thing in my house, it has a place. And if it's not in its place, I don't know why it's not in its place. It has a place. It has a home. Go to your home. You want to be in your home. And my if wife, you haven't touched it in five five <laughs> months or three months, you it don't should it. not be in this home. You do not need it. Uh, six months or so, unless it's a Christmas ornament or something, you know, that obviously has a once a year uh, lifespan. Or, uh, But, um, you know, that, and that's what drives my wife crazy because she's a lot more... Um, the house is your home, so it should be comfortable. If I want to leave my shoes out wherever I came into the house, I just put my shoes here. Yep. Um, put my purse down. Uh, make some food, and and it might not be cleaned up uh, the second I get done with my food. Uh, you know, it's my house. Let me be comfortable. Where you know, I'm like, let's put this stuff away. Let's clean this up, and uh, you know. Like you said, if, if, if there's something that I see that I'm like, no one's touched this, you know, I'm, I tend to get rid of it. Uh, and, and that's my mom and I are super similar in that respect. And it's funny. She will text me pictures of like, you know, here's something that I, um, you know, 
organized. You're going to love this. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Or here's, I'm getting rid of this. Um, and and we're going through and doing a project to streamline this stuff that is accumulated. That's her and her and I are just peas in a pod. Right. And, uh, that's the thing that I would say probably drives my wife the most nuts. So, uh, those two are not alike in that respect, but you know, for as much as that is difference, they both are amazingly lovely, loving of food. And that's not me. I, I like food, but they're like, they love, they're in, they're yeah, foodies. They're they're, they're foodies. Yeah. They love the presentation. They right. love the newness of coming up or getting a new recipe or trying something. And that's different than me, right? So I'm not like them, and either I'm not like either of them. <laughs> so I love the answer. You did it. You, you I, I know them both pretty well. Yeah. I mean, fairly well. Yes. So crush the answer. Nice work. <laughs> You did a good job. I love you both. I know you're both you, yeah. listeners. You navigated a very difficult question very well. Uh, second uh, shout out to mom. To mom. Hope you're enjoying this one. Uh, so anonymously. <laughs> All right. So man, if if you got if what you else? Got, you you got nothing else with it. With, you want to try to spark any weird? Uh, make me trip over. I'm trying. I I tried already, and and. You, you you dealt with my question well, which I was impressed with because I'm like, oh, he's going to stumble oh, on this one. Right? Um, Who do so, you hate and why? Yes, and call them out right now. Tell me what you dislike about your mother and your wife. <laughs> um, no. So, well, if, we both dislike this uh, particular canned beverage. Yeah. And, um, and so, if you can think of funny things that you are unlike your your spouse is unlike your parent, shout us out or. Um, if you have fun traditions that you or you think of uh, things that we've missed here on the traditions aspect, like like pig roast, um, let us know. Um, you can find us on social. So um, on Twitter, it's at can underscore combo, or it's on Facebook and Instagram at can combo, or you can just Gmail us at can uh, at can combo at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you uh, reach out and uh, and and give us. Uh or interact with us, we'll uh, send you uh, some can koozies, perhaps, if you haven't already gotten one. We just uh, got done sending uh, one of our favorite listeners some up, Billy? koozies. Uh, sent that all the way down to the great state of Texas. Uh, so I'm glad you got that, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. So, um, yeah. We got anything else? Are we calling this one done? I think we're done. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Have a good one. See you later, alligator.